Hallelujah. Praise the Lord tonight. Welcome to the church at Oba. We will go into the story tonight, and um, I believe you are ready with your Bible, your pen, and your heart. You know, I want you to add one more um, um, uh, material, the tablets of your heart. I want the Word of God to register in your heart. It means you have to listen intently. You know, sometimes when I listen to, to, to preaching myself um, of other ministers as I as I study and compare notes and um, told myself, sometimes I, 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 I play back, I rewind, I, I go back to listen again. Because sometimes I believe uh, listening once doesn't get the job done. Really, um, it's listening over and over again. Um, sometimes it might take two or three listening before you are sure you've gotten the gist and the message of any teaching whatsoever. So I want you to make your mind to listen over and over um, um, over these teachings, and that sometimes I take it piecemeal. I don't rush it um, because uh, we have we have we have more things to cover. <coughs> um, but um, I just want to encourage us to do that and listen over and over again to get the 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 meat of the teachings. God bless you. Let's pray tonight. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory tonight. We approach your word reverently, and we approach your word in humility. Thank you because your word tonight will do us good. As we start this study tonight, open our eyes, unfold your mystery to us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, in the next 55 minutes there about tonight, we're going to take our time to, to look at the beautiful Word of God. You know, yesterday, or sorry, Tuesday, I began um, the teaching or the series on the book of Romans. Well... I don't know how long this will last, but my wife was telling me that I hope I will finish it this time around and we will not um, stop halfway. I want to promise and assure you, we will not stop halfway. We will go through it until um, the very end about the grace of God. And if you want to ask me how long will this take, well, I don't know because I am just also building the notes myself as, as, as each lesson comes. So it might take a while. In any case, you know, I was with my wife, I heard someone teach and, and mention that a particular minister was preaching on the book of Job um, in his church and he preached for, in the book of Job alone for 23 years. He preached on the book of Job alone for 23 years. So if he came to the church year one and came back year 20, he still be in the book of Job. Um, but that is quite interesting. But it just shows you the tenacity um, and the and the and the depth of the word of God. You can you can actually stay in a particular book for for long, depending on what God is laying your heart. But I'm not saying we will take too long. But we will we will try and 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 stay and exhaust and glean everything that we can glean from the book of Romans um, in our Bible study. So I want to encourage you to to be open to God and be ready to learn as much as you can as we study this book together. Um, on Tuesday, I began by, by, by laying a foundation, which I will continue today uh, by the grace of God, of the, of the beauty of God's word um, um, and, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the symphony and the, and the, and the orchestra um, 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 paradigm that I, that I brought in. I, all that was said to... To strengthen the fact that God's word is 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 you know I was talking to somebody today and by the name um, Jordan Peterson not because I listened to him regularly but just as a clip of what I saw him saying and I clicked and he said um, the Bible is not 
a book that actually is a library. Um, the Bible is a library of several books. And really, it's true. So, the, the different books of the Bible that comes together to make a whole. So, the Bible is not one book. In fact, the word um, um, Bible, it means book. But you see, in the, in the ancient time, they called the Bible the Holy Scriptures. So, it's not just one scripture, it's scriptures. That's why Paul said that all scriptures are given. He didn't say all scripture, it's all scriptures. So, the Bible actually is a library of different books that comes together with one central theme, one central purpose, one central objective to, to show to us the mystery of God and the, and the revelation of Jesus Christ for the world. And therefore, we must begin to um, understand and comprehend all scripture, all of them, each one, one by one. So each of the Genesis is one, um, 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 Exodus is one, and all of them, they are all unique in their own life. So they're all together, they form a whole, and then they're all unique in their own different ways. So we began by that yesterday, I mean on Tuesday, and today I want us to continue by also saying that this uh, um, um, Bible is is interconnected. Amen. As we go into Romans, we're going to find the interconnectivity of scriptures. For instance, you're going to find that, that in, in, in Romans 1 from verse 20, uh, Paul began to write about the 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 the, the creation. Uh, you know, he was making allusion to Genesis, how the creation manifests the glory of God. You see, the, the psalmist says, 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 says for, for God's glory is reflected in what? In his creation. He said the whole creation, they are speaking of what? Of the glory of God. That's what Paul was alluding to in Romans 1 from verse 20. So we see that scriptures are, are what? Are interconnected. In chapter 4, you start seeing Paul talking about Abraham's faith. And Abraham was, it was revealed from Genesis chapter 12. So there's a connection between the Old Testament and the, and the New Testament. So we see from chapter 10, 9, and I mean 9, 10, 11, how Paul began to talk about the place of Israel in the heart of God. Amen. So you see, he, he, he was showing to us the, the, the pattern of, 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 of the Old Testament as it connects to the New. So we're going to see this beautiful interconnectivity of the whole scripture. So from actually from the book of Romans, we can actually go to Genesis and anywhere in Revelation. So I want to open your hearts and see how the Bible interconnects with itself. Now the book of Romans is, as it were, the longest of all Paul's epistles. Um, um, second to First Corinthians, and 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 Romans is a is a very deep book in um, exposing the theology of the church. Now, don't be weary of the words theology. Is something that you must come to terms with. In fact, the reason you come to church with is to learn about God. So you see, the the learning of God is called what theology. So theo means God. And a lot of means study. So don't hear this word and think they are big words. They are words which should be familiar. It means the study of God. So we have so great um, teaching and doctrinal teachings also 
in the book of Romans. Now, by doctrine, I mean the, the education, the, the syllabus as well, the, 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 the teaching module. So what do you come to church expect to be taught? So when you go to church, you should desire to learn. Amen. For church is a teaching center where the teaching um, um, of God and of Christ and the Spirit is what? Is learned and understood. Praise God. That's why you find that Paul in Acts, um, uh, Acts 19, when he came to Ephesus, the Bible says he was teaching some people and they became hardy and he took 12 men to a school, to a school. It's also a school tonight. So you see, the word matitio in, in, in Matthew 28, it means pupil and student. So we are all supposed to be students of what? Of the Bible. Amen. So there should be a joy in your heart every time we are studying the Bible. Don't, don't, you know, you must look forward to Bible studies because that is the essence of our coming to Christ after being saved, to learn, to learn. So he took the treatment to a school of a man called Tyrannos and for a still two and a half years, they were there every day teaching the word. And in Acts 20, Bible says, after Paul taught for two and a half years, the word of God did what? grew mightily and prevailed in the whole of Asia Minor. So why is the truth of God's word not prevailing in our world today? It's because the word of God is not being taught intently. And that's why I was shocked in the last last Sunday was was in some churches was Valentine's Sunday. What what a heresy, what an aberration. What is that to 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 the eternal values of God? When 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 you know what 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 you should learn, there's some things that you will not just you know. While I was in school, I said it's the Lord. There's some people that will go to some department to take some courses that are very, very irrelevant because they are looking for cheap grades. And, and really, that's the truth. So they will go and take courses that are that are far flung from what they're doing. So when they get seven points there, it will boost their, their, their grades. But really, you can't boost your grade in the spirit outside the teachings of God. And that's why you must pay attention and love the teaching of God's word. You can't boost your growth in the spirit by attending concerts. No, it won't. Or, or, or praise jams. No, it won't. Or a prophetic meeting. No, it won't. It is the teaching of the word of God that grows your faith. Listen, Acts 19. Bible says, Paul taught them, they were disputing daily from scriptures. And at that time, there was no New Testament. It was Old Testament. They were finding Jesus where in the Old Testament. They were finding and locating grace in the Old Testament. So they had the Old Testament scriptures and from it they were locating Jesus and they found him there. And from that point, the word of God grew in Asia. What word? Jesus. Where did they find it? The Old Testament. Now we have the new. Yet we can't find him. But by the grace of God, we'll keep our, 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 our focus and our sting and find Jesus in the study of the word. Now, now the Romans is a sixth letter of Paul when you, when you arrange it um, um, in order of how it came to, to the church. And, and Paul sent this um, 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 work to, to Rome. Now, let me say this tonight, that Romans was written to a church where Paul had never been to. Paul had never been to Rome when he wrote Romans. Praise God. You see, Paul wrote 1 Corinthians and other epistles in response to some issues raised. 
The believers in Colossae, in Ephesus, and in Galatians, sorry, in, in, in Galatians, and Corinth, and, and, and Jamaica, there were issues. Now, in Corinth, there was so much sin and fornication in the church. People were suing themselves to court. They were misusing the gifts of the spirit. They were eating and drinking and getting drunk in, in love feasts. So there was so much confusion and, 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 and bitterness in the church in Corinth. So Paul wrote Corinthians to address those issues. One, of fornication. Two, of libel and suits. Three, of misusing God's gift. Four, of, 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 of eating things to idols. Many things. So he addressed. So Paul knew that. In fact, Paul preached in Corinth for one year and six months. Paul was their pastor. Amen. Same in Galatians. It was written because certain Jews believe that you can't get saved except you obey the laws of Moses. So Paul wrote to them and said, no, a man can only be justified by faith alone and not by works. And extended that concept to Ephesians, to, to, to Colossae, to Philippi and others. But Romans was written as, as, as a fresh letter to people he hasn't seen before, though he has heard of their faith, he says, no, I will write to you and I will propose to visit you that I might, I might, I might let you know, understand the, the fundamentals from beginning to end of the grace of God. So Romans is unique because Paul hasn't been there, but he wrote to everybody, both to saved and unsaved people in Romans, sorry, in Rome. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You know, you know, in Romans 1, you know, say that I, I, I desire to come to you several times, but I've been hindered. We'll, we'll, we'll take it one by one. He said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He said, I've preached to others. He said, I'm, I'm also eager to come to preach to you who I want, who are in Rome. Romans 1, verse 5. So he wants to go and preach to them, though they've been saved, but he's coming with the gospel again to, re to, to reconfirm them and speak to those who are there, who are there born again. So Paul wrote this book and, 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 and sent to them, praise God. You see, Romans is the, is the, is the 45th book of the Bible. Um, um, Romans has 16 chapters. It has 43, 433 verses, 9,447 words. It has 87 questions, 388. Um, um, uh, okay, it has 87 questions. So let's leave it there. Now, it has 16 chapters, 433 verses, 9,447 words. So when you are reading through Romans, when you finish it, you've, you're, you'll have read 9,444 words, 403 verses. And remember that the Bible was not, put, was not divided into chapters and verses until the 1600s. When Tyndale and, 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 and Wycliffe began to put all that to scriptures. So, as you read through it, you are reading through verses and through words. But right now, we have 16 chapters that will take our time to go through one after the other. Now, the first 11 chapters are doctrinal. That means they are teachings of the church. So, Romans is a, is a book of doctrine and theology. First, letters, they are highly theological and doctrinal. So we will learning a lot of Christian principles and ethics from the book of Romans. But you see, one thing we discover is that as we start Romans, we will, we, will, we will touch Genesis. We will touch Leviticus. We will touch Revelation. We will touch John. We will touch Mark. 
We will touch other folk. We will touch Malachi. You, you start seeing the interconnectivity of Scripture and the beauty and the and the and the and the and the, and the, and the glow and the and the and the and the, and the prophetic um, 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 coming together of Scripture to show the beauty and the awesomeness of God. If God inspires Scripture, then we we'll see it in the, in the in His interconnectivity and the coming to pass of every word that God has spoken. Now, now, by doctrine, I mean teaching of Christian education. Now, you see, I'm saying this word every time. Christian education. Christians should be educated about the fundamental principles of the faith. Not just living in emotionalism, living in, 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 in building big castle in the, in, in, on, on, on the eyes and castle in the sky where nothing can hold through it. You know what the castle was saying? said? This is how you know a wise man in the kingdom. He said, he that hears my word and dwells is the one that builds us upon the rock. It takes time to build a house on the rock. Because you have to dig and break the stones and lay the foundations properly. And so it takes us, it takes a serious believer to dig deep into God's word. And not be content with just superficial preaching. Don't be satisfied with just surface things. For nothing of value is always kept on the surface. In fact, that's why you find people when they're hiding things, they dig the ground to, to do what? To put it. Nobody puts any value on the ground. No, it is dug in and kept deep down. So the value of God is kept deep down. And we must dig into it to find it. I guess that's what that's, that's why some people got this idea of digging deep. But really, are they really digging anything? So we must come to this time and then find. All this point in there. And the many five chapters are practical issues of what, how to apply the doctrines that we've laid in the first 11 chapters. Romans is like as though the ABC of Christian study. And until the lessons are well learned, we will be ignorant of the Christian principles. And if, um, 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 and if this validation is not well taught, then every other thing in the book or in the Bible might not be well understood. Now, the great theme is a revelation of God's wrath against sin. The, the main theme of Romans is the revelation of God's wrath or God's judgment against sin of all mankind. And also the righteousness through faith as the only ground for justification. So Paul is, 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 is writing primarily and fundamentally to show that the, the, the God is angry at sinners. God is angry with sinners. God's wrath abides with, with, on, on the sons of disobedience. There's a wrath to come. And Paul is making this so clear. God is angry with the sinner. And his judgment is imminent. You know, sometimes in, in, in the modern world, we have taken away the wrath or the anger of God. We've, 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 we have proclaimed and showed the love of God. Yes, God is love. But God has a wrath to judge every disobedience. For the soul that sinneth, that sense of reward will die. So it is it is not it, it is it is it is a disservice for the world not to know the impending judgment that is coming on the world as a consequence of sin and disobedience. Men will be judged shortly by the living God. 
Bible says, and it's, it's a terrible thing for anyone to do what? To fall in the hands of God. So the thing is, 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 is to show forth the wrath of God against him and the righteousness through faith as the only grounds for justification. Paul begins by surveying the spiritual condition of all mankind. He finds Jews and Gentiles alike to be sinners and in, in their need of salvation which has been provided by God through Christ Jesus and his redemptive work on the cross. It is a, a provision that can only be received by faith alone. And this principle of faith alone, God has already shown it for, not just now, but from the very beginning, like he showed it and exemplified that through Abraham. Salvation is the beginning of the Christian experience. And a believer is free from sin, flesh, and death. And so as we dig deep into, into this thought, we will start seeing the workings of the, 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 the whole scriptures together. Now this evening, I will, I will just do us an overlay uh, or an overview of the book of Romans from chapter 1 through 16. I will do like a synopsis or an overlay, which I'm going to do shortly. And then, and then we will we'll likely start the full discussion verse by verse by next Bible study. But I'm just building up this evening as we start. Amen. Um, as we delve into this study, I want you to know that there are, there are established um, 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 foundational teachings that you find across the Bible. If you look at the Bible as a whole, there's a lot to learn and to understand in your faith. But there are subheadings that these teachings have been categorized under for easy understanding and, and focus. Now, I've mentioned this before in, in, in our previous studies, but for the purpose of Starting again tonight, I'm going to mention it and itemize it again. Now, in some in some circles, it's called it's called the, the systematic theology. Now it means by the word systematic it means making progress one by one, taking each vital aspects of the faith. You see that? You know, taking each aspect, it's just like when you are cooking, there's water, there's seasoning. There's meat, there is uh, maybe rice. If you're doing fried rice, you have many ingredients that 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 comes to make fried rice. If you're doing cake, you know someone said and, and I heard it and, 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 and it was it was it was coming. He says you can't say because there's no cake to eat and then you have some ingredients at home. Then you take flour, pour in your mouth, you take egg, bring the egg in your mouth, you take sugar, put sugar, take margarine, and then you start start coming together and, and you think you're eating cake. No. The cake has to go through the right process. It must be, it, it, it must be, uh, the dough must be made and it must be baked. And there are different ingredients that come together to make the whole. So in Christian teaching, in Christian doctrine, there, there, there are some, it's been categorized for us for easy and, and, and pointed teaching so we can understand the scope of what we are to learn as Christians. Amen tonight. And this is important because 
we'll be finding this out as we make progress in our study of Romans from the first verse to the last verse. We have four and three verses in, in the entire 16 chapters. We'll take each one, one by one. But, and then as we do that, we'll find that we touch this aspect of the Bible, I mean, of this study. One by one. And then the first aspect that, that I'll mention tonight is called Bibliology. Now, never in study feel these words are bogus. They are not bogus. They are English words. Now, in 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 a more plainer English, it's called the study of what? The Bible. That's what it means. So, to understand the Bible, to understand God's revelation, we have to study the Bible. How is the Bible the word of God? How was the Bible broken into Old and New Testament? How was the Bible given? Who were the authors? How is it sacred? How are the revelations given? And how has it been preserved to us today? So it's important. We, so this is a, an aspect of study that every believer should undergo. The second aspect that I'm important is the study of God. And that is called what? Theology. So we have to study God. You know, the reason sometimes, um, okay, we study God, we have to learn about God from the Bible. Who is He? What is the nature? What are the attributes? What are the characters of God? So we know how to, to, to present ourselves. We know how to worship. We know how to obey. Because you can't really obey someone that you are not familiar with. So there's a study of, of the nature and the attributes of God. And this is, 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 is a part of studying the Bible systematically. So you study the Bible itself as number one and two, we study God. Study to understand who he is as he has revealed to us himself in the Bible. Amen tonight. The third one in this order is called the study of Christ. And that's called Christology. It means we study the nature of Christ. Who is Christ? What is the nature of Christ as God and the nature of Christ as man? Christ was truly God and truly man. Why was he born of a virgin birth? Why was he called the Lamb of God? Why was he set aside before the world for, 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 for as a lamb slain? Why? 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 Why did he have to come? Did he have to come and help them? Then why did he have to What promises did he fulfill as the Messiah? The study of Christ. And so everyone must study and know this. And this is what we come to find in church. We are taught of this because when we understand this, it grounds us in the faith. Now the fourth one is called pneumatology. Now the word pneuma is spirit, breath, wind. And this is the study of the Holy Spirit, not spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Who is he? Jesus said, it is expedient for you that I go, John 16, from verse 7. For if I don't go away, the comforter, the Holy Spirit will not come. For if I leave, I will send him to you. And when he is come, there are things he will do on the earth. So what 
is it doing now and what is it strengthening us to do now this is an aspect that we should study and take time to understand and master in our heart and in our spirits the fifth one in this order is called angelology it means the study of angels demons and the unseen realm what exists in the unseen realm who are angels what are demons and 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 and, and in relation to the power of god what is their standard and what is their end and what is their beginning how powerful are they if they are what is the source of their power and what is the limit of their oppression? You have to know it because all these are important because they shape your outlook to life. And it's the Bible that defines our pattern. So as we study Romans, we will find all these things interwoven. Praise God. And I'm understanding some deep things about God. Now, this, the, the, the sixth one in the order is called anthropology. Now, it simply means the study of man and his nature you see we study man sometimes men feel they know more than god but man needs to know that he's a creature of god can a poor tell the porter i don't want you it's impossible we must know that man in, in and of himself can't help and save himself so we study man and the fall of man. We study man to know that man can't help himself. Man needs the help of God to save him. How strong is man? What is the end of man? And what is the provision of God to rescue man? And this is called anthropology. So we study this. Now the next in order is homotology. means the study of sin. That is the fall of man. When did man fall and what is the consequence of the fall and how can man be restored because in this order they come sin is is an offense against the law and when Adam sinned he fell from the grace of God and when Adam sinned this sin was not his alone it was a sin of everyone so sin has brought separation between God and man. And, and the moment sin came and resurrection, judgment also came with it. That's why once any man is committing any infraction or against the law, he knows the consequence when he's caught. And that's why whenever he, uh, he, someone is caught doing something, he always put the blame on who? On Satan. Is always trying to deflect that. No, but how long deflect it, the consequence will still come on you. For the soul that sinned, it shall die. And for man have sinned, man also is liable to what? To death. And God is just in his judgment. So the story of sin, but not just sin, how we can be saved and rescued from it. And by, by so doing, the eighth one is called soteriology it means the study of salvation the study of redemption how god made provision for man to escape sin then the nine one haven't been saved now now we are now in the body of christ and, and instead of that is called is called ecclesiology it means the study of the church the church structure the church operation and the purpose of the church 
For there can't be a church without a saved people. 1 Peter 2 9. Say, for you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar nation that God has called you out to himself to be a people. He said, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Now you are the church of God. Why and how did you become the church of God? Because we have been saved by the blood of Jesus. Know what Paul said? Romans 1 verse 1 said, I write unto you, all those who are in Rome, saints of God, call to the saints. He's writing to the saints of God. How are we saints? Because we have put our faith in Christ. So these are the things that we should give ourselves to learning in the church. This should not be exclusive to, to Bible school. It should be what the church, everyone in church learns and grows and understands. And finally, as a church, we study eschatology. That means the study of end times. How Christ is coming back again to take us, his beloved church, to himself. Now, as we study the book of Romans, we will find out by the grace of God that all this will be looked at, all this will be seen. You will start seeing all this as we look at each chapter and each verse as they interconnect with one another. You, you see how the, the tenth interconnects with the third, with the, with the second, with the fourth, with the fifth, in that order. But this is the order. One, bibliology. Two, theology. Three, Christology. Four, pneumatology. Five, angelology. Six, anthropology. Seven, hermetology. Eight, soteriology. Nine, ecclesiology. And ten, eschatology. Now, let this be your heart, for we will look at them as we study the book of Romans together. Now, the overview of the book of Romans tonight. Like I said, Paul wrote to the, to the, to the Romans, having not been there. The first point I want to raise tonight is that chapters 1 through 3 talks about the condemnation of all. No one is justified before God. No creature is for God. So Paul wrote to them straight away, hey folks, there is danger on the horizon. Romans 3, 23 says, for all have sinned. From verse 1 to 3, Paul shows us that all is under God's judgment and condemnation. So he wrote to unbelievers, those who believe not. He says, he says in, 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 in chapter 1, he says, you know the, the truth of God, but you are taking God's truth in unrighteousness. They just choose not to believe God. For those who don't believe God, God's judgment is on them. For those who are morals, you know, they just want to be good. We just want to do good things. No good thing can make you judgment for God. Paul wrote to them. So those who also are religious, your religion, your morality, and your non-believing in Christ, makes no difference for all have seen chapter one to three talks about the condemnation of everyone who is not in christ and we must know that it doesn't matter what religion they are they, they affiliate with or what position they take 
either humanist or secularist or atheist or whatever person you take. Paul is saying, all of you in Rome, I'm telling you the revelation of God that once you're not in Christ, you are under God's judgment. There is condemnation. Remember, it says in 8 verse 1, since there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are born in Christ. It means everyone who is not in Christ is under condemnation. So Paul is giving a, 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 a blunt view of the mind of God. And that's what every Christian also must believe. There's no middle ground. There's no purgatory. There's no God will have mercy. There's no God will, will, will throw me above hell and I will enter heaven. All those things are foolishness, are vain thinking in the hearts of men. All have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. So he's, he's writing to expose the danger of remaining in sin. In continuing in sin in perpetuity. Either as unbeliever or someone who is moral, a moralist or someone who is even religious. None of these can help except the blood of Christ comes. The second point, this one is travel overview, is chapters 4 through 5. Now, in this part, Paul was writing to us of the of the of the, the blessedness that is ahead. In the first three chapters, he, he wrote about, about condemnation and told the world that uh, except like Christ said in Luke chapter 12, he says, Do you think? That those on whom the power of Siloam fell on were the worst sinners in their time? Or those whom were in the temple offering sacrifice that Herod came and slaughtered, were they the worst of sinners? Jesus said, no, they are not. Except you repent, ye shall likewise perish. That's Jesus. You know, sometimes... The greatest love we can show to men is telling them the truth. Paul says, speaking the truth in what? In love. Sometimes it's not, it's not love to hide the truth. It's not love to be indifferent to the loss. It's not love to, to look away from their predicament. It's actually the, a show of love to show men the right way. It's a way of law. That's why sometimes when people come to you on the street or knowingly say, please, I'm going to so so please. You know, some say, please don't ask me. Some say, I don't know. But you see, a good person, even if you don't know, will ask, okay, how are you going? Where are you from? Okay, please ask some person. It's law. You always want to be of help. So the way to be of help to the lost, to the moralists, to, the, to, to those who are religious, who are caught in the web of religion, in the web of, of religion, is to tell them this truth that religion can save except Jesus. So the 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 aspect of joy and 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 bliss is in chapters four through five, where Paul say, "Well, what happened to sinners is not the end of the story. There's the case of what justification by faith." But now, not as men think, but this can only come through Jesus the Christ. 
Amen tonight. And began to introduce the word atonement. You see, in the Old Testament, there was an atonement being made. Amen tonight. You find out in Leviticus where, where and, and, and Exodus. Now, the sacrifice that was done in the Old Testament was that, you know, for a nation of Israel, which is a type of the church today, there will be two goats. The whole nation will come and confess their sins. And the priest will lay his hands on one of the goats that is called the scapegoat. And the sin of the nation will be, what? Will be transferred to that one goat. And the goat will be led by, 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 by a fit man into the forest and the, and the desert. And the goat is meant to die there. As the goat leaves the camp, the sin of the people for that year leaves. That's atonement. And, 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 and when that is done, their sin is what? Is covered. You know, it's like a man in a room that cleans his whole house under a carpet and uses the rug to cover it. Though you don't see death, but you know there's death under the rug. That's atonement. But what Christ did for us in, on the cross is to bring us into a state of justification. And it only comes by faith. So hope is not lost for the unsaved. Hope is not lost for the moralist. Hope is not lost for the religious. When you come to Jesus by faith, God reconciles with you again. Amen tonight. So the only way, folks, that men in the world today can reconcile is by justification through faith in Christ Jesus. And this should give you joy, having been saved, to realize how you've been saved. Amen tonight. And know that you now, you are fully saved by the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And this puts us in a right position with God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. Bible says, He made him who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin to become sin for you and I. That we all might become, we all might become the word, the righteousness of Christ. And so, chapter 4 and 5. Brings to us the, the provision of, 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 of justification that comes by faith. Amen tonight. And the third part is what is a part of sanctification. Verses 6 through 8. You know, it tells us about, 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 about how we are set apart from sin. And, 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 and how there's, a, there's, there's, there's sometimes a struggle between us having been saved from doing right and wrong. And how God's grace is always available for us in our state of weakness. What Christ has done for us is to bring us to a place where we can boldly and safely identify with him in sanctification. So verses 6 through 8 tells us that now having been saved, we are now called to practice righteousness. So sanctification is a practice of what? Of righteousness. We are told that now we are dead to sin. We don't live any longer to what? To sin. We yield our members to obeying God. And this is what is called Sanctification, living right, is a practice of what of righteousness. So we are practicing what we've gained in chapter four through five. 
So 6 through 8 tells us we have the victory now. Sin should no longer be what? Rule and reign over us. Romans 6, I think 18 or verse 16, he said, Know ye not that to whomsoever ye submit yourselves to obey, servants of him ye are, either of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. So when we become righteous in Christ, we begin to live what? In obedience to the word of God. So it's the point that we begin to live out God's righteousness. So you can't say you'll be redeemed or you've been justified and not live out as a just man or a woman. Then Paul went further to talk to us about the state of God with Israel from verses 9 through 11. So the chapter 9 through 11. You see, every born again believer must know that there's, there's a plan of God for Israel. Israel is fundamental to our redemption. Israel as a nation plays a role. And no true believer should, should hate Israel. For God has said to us, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. For they that do so shall prosper. There's, there's, there's a connection between us and Israel. Why? Paul says, listen church, you the Gentile folks, don't boast against the Israelites. For to them was given what? The oracle and the covenant. You see, the, the, the oracle and the covenant that brought us into redemption was given to Israel. Romans 9, 10, 11. And that's why they are important. Though for a season they have refused Jesus so that the fullness of the Gentiles will come in. Romans 11, 25, 26. It says it's until the Gentiles are saved. Listen, it is their disobedience to Christ that opened the door unto us. Though all these are planned that way by God. So Paul is saying to us, church, there's, there's a plan of God for Israel. Therefore, don't look down on them. Therefore, don't attack them. So, there's no grounds for anti-Semitism from the church against Israel. The church of Jesus must not vilify Israel. And that's why you find out today in UN, every country in the world hates Israel except America. In fact, Nigeria votes against Israel in anything before, before the vote is even raised. But we are called not to hate Israel. Paul said to us, said that God said to us that Israel is my beloved. And I'm coming back to deal and live with them. And you see, as it comes to, to, to Ephesians, he told us how God has made us both one, both, 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 both the Jews that have believed and he did not believe. God says in Christ Jesus we are both one. We are both one. First Corinthians 10, 32. It says, give no offense to either the Jews, the Gentiles, or the church of God. The church of God belongs or consists of, it comprises of the believing Jews and the Gentiles. So there's a connection between the church today and the Jewish nation because God is still coming back to them. He's not done with them yet. 
And we must know this because it's in the plan of God. Then finally, we come to verses 12 through 16. Sorry, ch chapters 12 to 16, pardon me. And in from chapter 12 to 16, we see the application of the redemption we have received. What we should do having been saved. For we are saved to serve. We are saved to live the life of God. We are saved to show forth the glory of God. We are saved to show forth Christ. Child of God, our redemption has come to us that we may shine as light to the world. So we see through this place the, 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 the application and salutation and commendation of believers. Do you know God commends you when you do right? God is proud of you when you do right. God boasts about us when we do right. Colossians 4, verse 12, talks about a man called Epaphras. That's why you must always do well in church. Not for eye service, but unto God. For every service you render must be rendered as unto the Lord. Paul wrote about Epaphras. He said, Epaphras was one of you. Saluted you. For he constantly labors. That means God sees your labor. God, Bible says, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labors of work, of love that you have shown to who? To the saints and you do show forth. Paul commended people that serve. That means God commends. God is looking to commend you. God is looking to, to see you use your gift and serve in his body for the edification of what? Of the same. He says the church is built and defined by that which every joint does what? Supplies. What joint are you supplying? What is your assignment? What is your contribution to the work of God? This is important key. When the gospel is applied, to someone's life. What does it look like? When, 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 when we say that this person is born again. What should the person look like? There must be a way that we, we, we look. Haven't become God's children. And that's what chapters 12 through 16 is all about. How do we serve in the house? How do we use the grace that God has given us? Haven't been saved and redeemed. We must not be ashamed to declare to the world that there is judgment. You see, they don't know. But it will be unfair and unjust for you to know there is danger and not shout it. For in telling them there's danger, you also tell the world the provision for escape also is been made and is available in Christ Jesus. So as we navigate through the book of Romans, we will see the mind of God. We will see God's expectation for us. And I want you to get set. Fasten your seatbelt.
and make yourselves available. Like I always say tonight to us, share the link. You know, when I see people share some, some links, you know, most of the funny, the unbelieving videos that ever come to me are videos that are shared with me because I cannot my own see them. And the reason they share with me, I see the post. The, the, the way you got it from, they'll tell them, share it with at least 10 people now and see the glory of God. Which glory never comes to them. And they share it in sincerity, expecting the glory promised to them by the perpetrator of that evil. But this is the thing you can share. Not because there's any blessing coming to you in seven days. But because it's an assignment given to you by your heavenly father. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why did he say he's not ashamed? Because actually in this time, it's a thing of shame. Because the Christ he's talking about was a scandalous Christ. He was crucified like a criminal. But yet, he was a lord of glory. Men might talk you down and say, do you still believe in these things? It doesn't matter. For the power of God to be revealed to any man, it must come only by the gospel. So I would encourage you tonight to share this link and invite people to this study of the Bible. Peradventure God will reach out to them by the preaching of the true word of God. God bless you. We'll see you again. Bible study on Tuesday or tomorrow for the stewards and leadership will be fasting and praying Saturday is a general prayer for the church and Sunday is a general service for the church God bless you as you set all these meetings to heart in Jesus name let us pray Father we thank you again tonight another time of the exposition of your word Lord, as we step wisely, open the leaves of your word, as we unveil the scrolls of your word, you will cause our eyes to be open, that life might come, that grace might come, that I may obtain victory. over every element of the world through the knowledge of him that saved us. Thank you, Father, tonight for you will bring us into deeper depths and cause our faith to be established. And as this teaching continues, O oh God, like Christ was teaching in Luke chapter 6, Lord, that which you want to do in your children's lives, in blessing, in healing, will be done as the word is preached. Bring us in place of full understanding of who you are and what you've made us to be now in Christ.
Help us lead the life of grace. And shine forth your light in victory. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. God bless you tonight. Thank you for listening. See you again on Tuesday for Bible study, Conjure Bible study. We'll see you tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday. Amen.